Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Today on this episode, we got the guys coming back, trying to figure out what's going on weird in the NFL. A lot of weirdos. So Jalen's got the weirdos list. And of course, we're always going to take a quick dive in into the NBA and seeing what's going on there. So please sit back and enjoy the show. A lot of weirdos. A lot of weirdos in the NFL. All right, Jalen, we're back. We got um, gonna be off for a little bit here, so we got just a quick one tonight, but gonna be a good one. We got your weirdos list for the NFL, some summer league stuff going on in the NBA. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing great, doing good. Uh, dude, that home run derby, like I told everyone, lived up to my expectations at least. It was very fun to watch. I love watching the home run derby so much. Um, it was awesome. It was, it was as simple as that. Adley came out swinging. He gave him 30 right off the bat. I'm not mad. Pretty proud. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, man, especially off of the home run derby. And right now, I'm pretty sure the all-star game's playing. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good, man. The home run derby is always a blast. They did have some really cool players in it this year. Um, so yeah, like I said, only news we really got it hasn't been any shifting in the Dame trades, other than they said it might take months. So, um, so potentially we might do a third team thing someday. We'll see how long it takes for him to get traded. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wemby played. His first game was a little rocky uh, in the summer league. wasn't great on offense, and then his second game he was dominant. And now the Spurs extended pop, but they said they're. Uh, Shutting him down for the rest of the summer league, probably the right call. I mean, I still think he's going to be very good. The bad game, like, he, he's not all the way there on offense. He's a little skinny. But the bad game, first game, doesn't concern me. I mean, I feel like that whole first game anyways, that whole first night for all Wendy, it could have been – it was just very rough and everything, especially when you have the Spears fans and, and just stands, sorry, uh, just coming at him. Also on social media, adding on to that fuel of fire. Then he bounced back on that second game. You know, he showed some good poise. So dealt with the American media for a whole night. And then the next day he came out and dropped, what was it, a 20-point game or something like that? A solid solid outing and so, everything? I think like 13 or 14 boards and three blocks. Even the first game when he was awful, he still had five blocks. Like defensively, he's going to be incredible. It's just the offense. He's going to be so good on defense. I hope he's incredible. He's uh, that tall, that lengthy, that long. <laughs> um, but I will say this, uh, Colby, I, I don't know how much you've been watching around the whole other sports outlets and all that, but uh, some people are saying that they're starting to uh, jump off the Wemby hype. Are you starting to jump off the Wemby hype a little bit? Or are you still just full diver? Because no. there's two types of people right now. No, it's I'm not panicking over Summer League. Summer League is so random. They said LeBron was bad in summer league. So, like, it's random. Sometimes you can take stuff from it. It's good. It's interesting. Sometimes dudes pop off. You can see where they grow. But overall, when you're top prospect like that, it's not not too concerning. You seen Anthony Bennett's summer league highlights? Man was going crazy in the summer league. How'd that turn out? So, I'm not too worried about it. I still fully believe. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and then – you know, biggest for me right now is the Chet Holmgren news is starting to starting to 
turn up some ground for him being a dark horse for that rookie of the year candidacy right there. Oh yeah, Chet, Chet's looking good. I hope he, he's out there for most of the year. The Thunder are going to be a problem. Yeah, I hope they are a problem. I mean, they were right there knocking on the door against the Wolves. So, I mean, I they're definitely it's that they're definitely a team that's going to be fun to watch next season, and especially when you get Chet Holmgren. I mean, this is what summer league's all about. But hey, this is actually big news that we did miss for the NBA, Colby. During the summer league, they did announce the NBA Cup. What are your thoughts on the NBA Cup, man? It's so stupid. I mean, it'll be cool that they're like playing in like a tournament, but there's like no stakes. The stakes is like they get like $500,000 for the, the winning players. Like, okay, who really cares about that? They get some extra money if they win. So like, I don't know. It's fine. I'm not going to like raise, burn, burn down a house about it or anything. But I mean, it's kind of stupid. I just like, cool. I, I get they want to try stuff, but it seems unnecessary. You think it's just unnecessary? I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. I like it. I think it's fun. They made it where to, it's just regular season games with a little bit more emphasis. So that way we get to watch basketball during the football season to have games that matter. I mean, that's probably what they're trying to do. Um, you seem like you don't care about these games, but I think, I think teams like mine. And I know there's a joke about it out there somewhere about a whole group list of teams that will do this. I think my team will definitely be a team. If they win the NBA cup, they'll put a banner for it. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. Right <laughs> now. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed. So, I mean, I think it's pretty cool and everything. Make some early regular se- season games matter. Um, they're going to try. I think those games come like what the week after Thanksgiving. So they at least knew better not to compete with the NFL during the Thanksgiving break. But outside of that, you know, good luck. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I, I'm actually think I think it's going to be a little bit interesting. Man, I, I believe in these smaller market teams because they got some interesting groups because it also affects the scheduling a little bit. Yeah, I guess I don't know how it's going to play into the regular season, like standings. I don't know if it counts towards that. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it does. So it's going to be interesting. Like, I mean, I get it. They want to try to spice up the regular season when no one's really watching. So, <laughs> like, the national audience isn't watching too much. So, I mean, I get it. I just don't know what that, if that's going to really do anything crazy. Bill Simmons was saying how they need to have, like, real, like, incentives. Like, you get, like cap salary cap benefits or like you get like an extra draft pick or something if you win i was like hey that's kind of cool maybe they'll play for it a little more <laughs> i do like that one i like the uh i do like the, the draft pick one draft pick compensation but I, I don't know how i feel about that salary cap one that would that would get things a little shady because then they'll just i don't know what could happen after that but those are interesting takes. You can and that's what I'm saying. Like it's an interesting thing if you take it on the positive scope, Colby. So just say it, man. It's a, I think it's gonna be a fun one. Could be. <laughs> they got some time to I'm sure they'll play around with it. We'll see, like over the years. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I think that's pretty much for me. I feel like that's the fun NBA news that broke over the weekend and stuff. I mean, looks like Brandon Miller silenced some critics. I'm looking right now as a quick glance, but I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really spinning it. I'm with you that, yeah. 
just like with Wemby, like obviously I don't like him as much as Wemby, but I'm not going to kill Brandon Miller for having some sloppy summer league games. Like I still think he's going to be fine. I don't know if he'll be as good as Scoot, but I think he'll be fine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think he'll be all right. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll see. Summer league just is another reason for us to talk basketball. For you, at least. I mean, obviously. More basketball. Dame <laughs> is eventually going to get traded. That is true. He will. And we'll be there, hopefully, on the right day. We'll have to guess right, hopefully, on the day he does. The next edition of the tiers is, is on hold until he is traded. At the moment. Oh, my goodness. You think he's going to be that much of a game changer? I mean, no, but I'm just not going to. I don't want to, like, make him and then he gets traded, like, two days later. Because I yeah. do think happens so i'm sweating that's a good point that's a good point no one after that happens then i'll feel like pretty that that's pretty much we'll see if anything happens with harden but like other than that that's pretty much all the big moves that are probably going to happen and overall so that's everyone's kind of got their teams yeah and it's crazy how fast the nba settles in you know but all right colby i've guessed enough with the waiting and dilly-dallying we got the NFL weirdos list. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm very excited. So, NFL weirdos list is a little fun thing that I came up with here. Uh, it's going to be a couple of players and stuff, and we're just going to talk about who has the weirder situation, I guess, um, for each team slash conference. Okay. So, like are that. you ready? We can do the classic divide of which one we want to do of AFC versus NFC. Um, what are your thoughts, Colby? I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick, obviously. Remind me, what did we do last time when we did an AFC NFC segment? I want to say we went with the NFC because we gave the AFC because we were like, hey, let's give the NFC some love. All right, let's hit the AFC first then. All right. AFC it is. All right. So kicking it off right off the bat, Colby. Two weirdos on the team for the Cincinnati Bengals. Is who's the bigger weirdo? Jonah Williams or the new incomer Irv Smith? Who is in the weirder situation? Oh, definitely Jonah Williams because he's like a valuable tackle, but they aren't trading him. Like, he could start for a lot of teams in the NFL. It's not some rough lines out there, man. Uh, he could have started on the Steelers for the last like several seasons. So, just to name one. So, I would say definitely Jonah Williams. Irv Smith, you know. He's probably not going to get that many touches. He might get an occasion. He's going to get some snaps, but I don't think he's going to have anything earth-shattering in his role. See, for me, man, I I, I put Irv Smith on, on here just because I just don't trust him. Um, as a fellow Vikings fan, Stude was just not on the field. And when he was on the field, he wore 84 and dropped a lot of passes, which is not a good look. So I feel like he's in a weird situation because now you have Joe Burrow you got no excuses. So, but the Jonah Williams thing is so weird because then they bring in an offensive lineman to pretty much take over a tackle spot, and that's why that's he's in this situation. Yeah. So, I'm with you. I'm going to say Jonah Williams, but I pretty much wanted to take my shot at Earth Smith, everyone. All right, Cole. This one we're picking between receivers. Ready? Right. Chiefs receivers. Which one is the weirdest one? Uh, Tredarius Tony, uh, MVS, sorry, uh, Markel Vandal Scantling. I know I, I know I botched that. And Sky Moore, Valdez Scantling. Yeah. 
Sorry. And we're so far, we're getting into the NFL season. So I'm going to start, don't worry, fantasy football is coming. So I'm getting my, my tongue ready for all that. But for now, still learning names again. Um, but yeah, MVS, Sky Moore, and Tony Tone. Who is in the weirdest situation this offseason for the Chiefs receivers? That's a good question. Probably I would say MVS, just because I do feel like Sky Moore is a rookie. Tony's still super young. I do think those guys are going to develop and they're going to try to want to use them more probably. Versus MVS, he's kind of a deep threat. He obviously made some plays. He has Mahomes, but he's definitely very replaceable and very upgradable from. And I do feel like they're just kind of banking on Tony and Moore developing into the main receivers, which, I mean, you have Mahomes, so it's going to be fine no matter what. But, um, so yeah, I would say MVS is in the weirdest spot. I like this, though. That's good. See, uh, MVS, he's going from Rodgers to Mahomes, so his drop-off isn't that hard. I think his expectations have to stay consistent. So I, I agree with that one. I'm not putting Sky Moore on my bounty list right now. I'm going with Tadarius Tony because somehow this man got himself a target leaving New York and everything. He did he had a couple of good games, I'm pretty sure, but he got hurt and then, you know, did some theatrics, I'm guessing, on his way out. And here he is living life, got a ring with the Chiefs and, uh, now everyone's looking at him as the number one receiver. I think he's in a weird spot, man. I think he's in a weird spot because if he goes down early again, oh, man, it is not going to be pretty on the whole internet space there for him. So that's going to be me. I, I think it's Tadarius Tony. I believe in Sky Moore, honestly. I feel like he might be one of those quiet, consistent, like, type Wes Welkers, like, in the background, you know, consistently good for Mahomes, looking for his targets off of, you know, in this case, Kelsey. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right, Cole. It's an interesting situation. He does have some pressure on him to kind of step up and be out there, be that guy. You ready? We're going to take it a notch to a different – to the weird spot. We're going to some weird teams now. You ready? Teams that probably won't get enough attention during the regular season in this case. All right. All right, we're going with the Texans. We got John Mechie coming back. Kirksey's coming back. Damian Pierce is coming back. Um, and Robert Woods? Question mark? So uh, it's been a while for these guys, for some of these guys, but uh, who do you think's in the weirder spot? I know it's a weird long list there, but for me, this was a tougher one to decide. Like, I see some of these names and I remember, I'm like, man, what happened? <laughs> um. Yeah, man, that is a lot list. I mean, Pierce is obviously good. So, like, I think he'll continue to be a good back. Kirksey, I don't know. I, I'll say Robert Woods just because what is he going to be? Like, is he going to be able to step up and actually contribute for C.J. Stroud, help them out, and kind of help these young receivers develop? I mean, John Mechie, he just had a sad situation, awful situation. He had cancer, but that's super exciting. He's back. He was a really nice prospect. I'm sure they're going to want him out there getting chemistry with Stroud. They also love that kid they picked Tank Dell from Houston in the mid-rounds. So, I mean, I think they're in a pretty good spot. I'll say Robert Woods because I'll say he's going to have to kind of fight, I feel like, to get his targets and to see what he is on this team. I I like that. I like that because I'm all in on the Mechie train. I did, I, did, I did know what his injury was. I knew it was something significant, but did not know it was something like that, like cancer. <clears throat> Anyways. Glad can't wait to see him on the field because I mean rookie quarterback Stu's gonna have a chance to pretty much establish himself with. Um, my pick is gonna be Kirksey. Um, this dude has been the 
defensive guy for him from the last few years. And now you got a defensive coach. So can you prove yourself once again to be that defensive staple, especially when this coach has gone all in already on some moves? So I wonder what's going to happen with Kirksey if he doesn't live up to expectations. And so that's my weird situation. All right, let's take it back up to a fun team, Cole. I, I, I had fun with the Texans, but I'm looking at that AFC South, and it's just uh, a <laughs> – I don't know. If I'm really I'm excited for the Texans. They're interesting. Actually, I'll take that back. There is one team in the AFC South because we did talk about this team when we were in college a lot, and that's going to be the Colts. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor or Shaq Leonard? Who's in the weirder situation? Oh, I'll say Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Shaq Leonard's just been hurt. But, like, when he's out there, it's his defense. He's running the show. He's the best guy. He's dominant. Um, so I'd say Taylor just because, like, he's got a lot of pressure on him. Like, they don't have the best receiving core. Their line is still good, but it's not as good as it was. They're going to have a raw rookie quarterback or Gardner Minshew out there throwing and handing off to him. So I think just because there's a lot of pressure on him and, like, this team's going to be real – a work in progress around him. So I'd say Taylor. I think it's not fair to say that Shaq Leonard, when he's on the field, the offense, the defense turns into his. I think it's the same thing when Jonathan Taylor is probably on that field, you know, gives that whole offense a lot, a huge assurance, you know? I mean, that's fair. I was just thinking, like, because, like, he's because of the position, like, Leonard is kind of like the Mike linebacker, kind of running the defense somewhat. But yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, Taylor. Remember, Shaq got paid. Shaquille, sorry, I forgot. He wants to be called by his full name. Shaquille got paid. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to go with Shaq Leonard on this one because obviously I'm a defense guy. So, I believe that I do agree with everything you said, though, about Jonathan Taylor and the whole situation about how he needs to step up or else this team's not going anywhere. So, I do agree with that. But the same thing can be said for Shaq. The dude got paid. He's supposed to be that. There's numerous jerseys out there about him. So I think he uh, he also needs to be that guy to step up. Both these two guys, I feel like both of them had injuries last season, right? And yeah. I want to say both of them can be poised for a great comeback. So that's why I wanted to bring them up. They're in a weird spot, but I feel like it's an interesting spot. That's it's the whole twist on this weirdos list. That's anything I found interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a good list so far. All right. Obvious one, a fun one. This team has not been, uh, haven't had a break because their coach decided that it's very concerning that one player didn't show up to training camp, and that's going to be the Buffalo Bills. However, that player is not going to be on this list because instead we got Dawson Knox. Uh, hang on, give me a second. Is it James Cook, I want to say, Dalvin Cook's brother? And Tredavious White, the cornerback. Ooh, those are all really good. I'm not going to say Tredavious White just because he's just been hurt. So he's just like – his whole thing is just if he's healthy, like he's awesome. The other two are both very good candidates. I'll still say Knox just because they did draft Kincaid, who's supposed to be like this awesome receiving tight end. They say you're going to use them both, but if they want to run it more. James Cook definitely did kind of underwhelm as a rookie, though. So that's a good one as well. He did not really provide any boost whatsoever to that running game. Yeah, and that's something that the Bills really needed in everything. They're really betting on him to take that second step up. Um, pretty much, I mean, he's not going to turn into a Jonathan Taylor type situation. Definitely not the same type of pressure. But when I'm looking at Tredavious White, sorry again. 
I think of how he used to be the captain of that defense, you know, like he was that all-star of the defense. He was him and uh, Jordan Poyer, right? Or Hoyer? I'm Poyer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was those two dudes just cooking it up and as DBs and everything. One a safety and one was a corner. And now, and Micah Hyde, don't forget that. They had a beast of a defense, and now it's questioned. You know, that's one of the biggest questions leading into the offseason for me, obviously, especially now that they changed coordinators. Um, but it had, I, I'm sticking with you, Colby. I, I have to give my attentions to Tredavious White and give him the benefit of the doubt. But on this one, I am agreeing with you. Dude, Dawson Knox, he's a dog, man. I can't believe they do that. I mean, Dalton Kincaid. Just, man. So, yeah, I'm going with you. Dawson Knox, which means you got the first one on the bingo board, which is something that I also added onto this list, Colby, to make it even more fun. Oh. Certain players highlighted for if we get to both agree on them, and we both agreed on Dawson Knox. Okay. So oh. he was one of the players that I agreed was in the most weirdest situations of this season. That was a good one. They all are in somewhat weird situations. Yeah. All right. This one's a simple one. It's going to be one guy versus two. All right. We're going to Baltimore. All right. Rashad Bateman versus the Baltimore running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Who's in a weird situation? Um, I'll say Bateman because there's a lot of pressure on him now because they just signed OBJ and drafted Zay Flowers. So they're like, hey, dude, you're going to have to – these dudes are going to be – out there with you you all want to be out there but you don't really have to step up if you want to be that guy um it's exciting for them to have these receivers but the running backs i mean i think they're just gonna have to know they're gonna share carries and lamar's gonna carry it a lot too so i would say it's bateman looks like uh i i want to say man when i first wrote those guys down the running backs because obviously everyone calls lamar the lead star running back of the team that's the joke obviously um, but I feel like now that this team's turning gears to potentially throwing the ball a lot more, I feel like now their their hand their handoffs and going to be a lot their touches. There we go. They're going to be a lot more limited. So I had them listed on this list because I wanted to give them a shot as well, just like Irv Smith. But I, I agree with you as well as we hit back to back on the bingo board because I did have Bateman also on there, especially when you bring in OBJ. Like Bateman's a second like second year guy. Why would I don't know, but hey, it it can work out, right? I mean, we're not ready for that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take it actually to your Steelers, Colby. Oh, okay, I'm ready. For me, I'm going to actually go to the new guys that you brought in. It's going to be the old man Patrick Peterson and dirty man Allen Robinson. In my opinion, who is in the weirder spot? Because there is a follow-up question to this. Oh, that is a good one. Wow. Um, I mean, I'll say Allen Robinson just because how he kind of flamed out last year. He's now got to work into Matt Canada's very complex and intricate offense, and he's got to learn how to run the jet sweep. Uh, he's got to be ready to do that. Um, but just because, like, it's not like he's probably going to get – I mean, he'll get targets, obviously. I think he's going to play – could low risk, high reward. Like they needed to be a veteran in the room, kind of help to be a grown up, show these guys how to play, but also contribute. But like he's going to be fighting for the targets. There's a lot of good weapons on the team. Patrick Peterson, I would just say, is more pressure. They are putting, it is somewhat weird for him because they're putting a lot on him. 
he's old. And, and yeah. He, <laughs> That's why he's old. Open foot, but they're going to count on him to be like a starting corner out there all the time. So. Yeah, no, that, that's the part where it's weird for me is that he's really old, very talented. I'm not doubting the talent. He gave us great reps over at Minnesota, but I don't know, man. Another year? It's, it's a little pushing it. I mean, not Hall of Famer, though. Gotta be. Gotta be Hall of Famer. I mean, he might be. He might be almost cementing that, I would say. Yeah, um, let's see how he does. And, if yeah. he doesn't, go ahead. I was, just, I was just saying, it's been an elite corner for like, over a decade from the moment he walked into the league and he's still still a great corner that's true it's just hard to shine in arizona and he uh he managed to do that so true that's true um i mean actually when you say it out loud yeah it's pretty remarkable (laughs) it's pretty remarkable but here's the follow-up question because you fell right into the trap colby your team brought in Allen robinson i think your starting receiver deontay johnson might be in a weird spot because george pickens Obviously, my guy that I would love to see become the number one. You brought in Allen Robinson. Deontay needs to step up, right, Cole? Yeah, he does. I mean, he didn't score a touchdown all last year. I think he had, like, the most yards ever by, like, the most receiving yards ever without a touchdown, which is just a wild stat. But, I mean, there's some pressure on him. I still think, like, Allen Robinson is not on his level at this point, Allen Robinson's career, though. Even though Johnson drops passes, he's still an insane route runner. He still gets open and makes big catches. So I'd say, yeah. I mean, there's pressure, definitely. He's got to step up a little bit, but he's still going to get his touches. And I think Kenny Pickett year two, because Pickett even said last year, like, he's like, I had more chemistry with the other rookies because I was with them through the whole offseason and when he wasn't first team. And he didn't get as many reps with Johnson. So there's pressure. But, I mean, I don't think Robinson's going to threaten him or anything yeah all right all right I, I just wanted to see i'm just picking that steelers offense brain i mean it's so hard to go into the complexities of matt canada's offense like you were saying but uh let's see how these guys can spice it out <laughs> that's all um all right so the jets colby I'm not gonna lie if you can come up with a better person to throw in this list i'll t- i'll hear it because i got two and i'm looking at the second guy and it's it's a weak matchup but we got Alan Lazard joining Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and Tyler Conklin, who is just making a bunch of noise for no reason. So if you can come up with another guy for your third, for your answer, I'm all yours. That was a good one. Um, I mean, Alan Lazard, I would probably say, just because he's kind of only there for, for Rodgers. They want to get Rodgers. They got him. He's a good player. I love Alan Lazard. He's an Iowa State guy. Go Clones, go. He's a nice three, but he's going to have to, like, it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like on the Jets in New York in this new situation. we still got Rodgers. Conklin, didn't they just draft a tight end in the, like, in the mid-rounds? I want to say so, yes. Yeah, I can't, I apologize. I'm forgetting the name. I'm about to look it up. But, yeah, I mean, Conklin is, he's going to probably be fighting for, for snaps out there. So... I would say Lazard, but it's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, so the Jets don't really have that many weird people unless you throw in Mister Rogers himself. But I feel like it's the easiest one, and that's a Lazard. Um, he's not on the bingo board, but he is just tagging along literally just because of Rogers. And you could oh, say that about probably a couple other receivers. They got one in the seventh round, so maybe not as much, but still. 
I mean, Conklin's not a superstar. So, I mean, that's why I was wondering why he was running his mouth. And I was like, why is he doing all these things? But I was like, oh, well. And I was like, it's just something to put on the board. <laughs> something to put. All right. Hitting that 10-minute mark here for the first half, Colby. Yeah. Let's see if we can hit some. Uh, we're going to do some one-on-ones here. I think I have a couple teams. Right. We're going to do a one-on-one in the AFC South. We're going to do Jags versus Titans. Because I got these players, on their, those teams have one player that I knew was completely weird. For the Jags, it's going to be Christian Kirk. And for the Titans, it's going to be Traylon Burks. Both these guys, second years in these offenses. But who's in the weirder, interesting situation in your eyes? That's a good one. Weirder? I mean, I'll say Christian, uh, Christian Kirk was so good last year, though. Even though they are adding Calvin Ridley, that makes it weird. I'll say Burks because they don't really have a lot of good receivers around him. The quarterback situation is strange. It's Levis. They said they might cut Malik Willis, even though he looks better. Um, they have Tannehill. So I'll say I'll say Burks just because of everything around him. Is it kind of in transition? It was not great. Kind of strange. Hmm. Sorry, I was uh, trying to take a bite of food there. <laughs> Big bite, but. I'm going with Christian Kirk because not only did I select him as my bingo board, but you got Calvin Ridley coming in. And Colby, what happened to that whole uh, whole big thing that you were so pressed on the Jags about early last season? They paid him big money. Let's not forget that. They paid this dude the bag to go over there just because he popped off in Arizona for one year. Right. No, but he was great last year for them. He did. So the, I think he has to – you know, keep proving that money's worth. So for me, that and just, you know, obviously the expectations that I have set on the Jaguars. For me, Christian Kirk is just one of those guys where it's like, man, it's a very interesting situation if this guy can just pop off again for another year and be reliable for him. You're right. So, and for Traylon, I mean, he's just in a rough spot, man. You're he's a decent, he's a pretty decent player in a bad situation. So that's that's pretty much what that is. All right. Um, let's see. I think we got enough time for a couple more here. Let's go with your favorite that we've been talking about. The New England Patriots. Oh, don't call my favorite. I mean, I, I just think we were sleeping on them a little bit. I do think they're going to be a little better than people think. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. I have to give you a chance to defend yourself. But... um. We're going to go with the two 2021 moves that they made. Let's see if we remember these guys. It's Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry. He's in the weirder situation now. Oh, that's still there. Oh, that's a really good one. I'll say Kendrick Bourne because, like, he hasn't really lived up to done much of anything for him. He's, I mean, he's caught some balls. but And just because they're flirting, they're in this whole negotiation with D-Hop thing, trying to get D-Hop. They just extended Parker. The receiving core is, is not great when you look around the league. So there's pressure. He hasn't lived up to expectations. Henry, I think, is underwhelmed. But, I mean, he's still a pretty good, solid tight end. The John U. Smith one is the one that has not been good. So <laughs> I, I would say um, – I'll say Bourne. Yeah, Bourne fell off the face of the earth. Um, thought that he could be a good, consistent guy for him. He wasn't. So – I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on that one. No, on the bingo board either. Uh, Hunter Henry, man, he was electric when he was a charger. And you thought that this t- this dude was going to help Mac Jones just 
take it to the next level. And clearly he didn't. So I'm going to go ahead. Man, actually, when I say that, I'm going to say Hunter Henry, man. That dis- He was way more disappointing, I think. That disappointment, he needs to bounce back. He needs to help him out. Because if he comes back and they get D-hop, if he has a bounce back here, that could be big for him. So I'm going to actually put it back on. I'm going to actually say Hunter Henry. I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say Hunter Henry. It's a good one. They are both kind of somewhat weird. Have been weird so far with the Patriots. All right. So we're going to go to another AFC East team. We're going to go to the South Bay area. I think that's what they call it, right? Is that Miami? I don't know. We're going to the Dolphins. We're going to the Dolphins. And we're going to go talk about these two guys. Durham Smith, if I if I botched the name, sorry. And Raheem Mostert. Um, who's in the weirder situation here, Colby? Um, repeat the first name. Durham Smythe. I think I said it wrong. Oh. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Um, I would probably say Mozart, just because it's kind of been buzz about them trying to add a running back. They did add and they did add another running back, did they not? Yeah, they always do. Always love adding the 49er running back scraps. Yeah, let's see who it was. But yeah, just because of that, I would probably say Mozart. I'm gonna go with Durham. Just because uh got get, he had a pretty decent year, and I'm pretty sure he was the guy that also had the goofy gritty as well. Like he had his own gritty type thing going on for him. Or no, that was Jaseki. So actually I don't think I think they don't have Jaseki anymore, right? It's on the Patriots. Yeah. Ooh, even more points for me, more bonus points for me with the Hunter Henry thing, previous take. But Durham Smith, yeah, you're the starting guy now. You're the, start, you're the starting guy now. So in an offense that usually likes to move around pieces like George Kittle, I'm going with Durham Smith. You know, Smite, still going to work on the name. No, that's a fair one. That's a good one. There's also the flirting with Dalvin Cook thing, though. For um, That is true. That makes things a lot more awkward if you're reading Mustard actually too. So especially when Dalvin's taking pictures in front of the stadium. All right, here we go. We're wrapping it up here, Colby. We're in the final stretch. Got a couple minutes left on this first half here on our shortened edition of this episode here. We'll, we'll finish briefly on the other one. Yeah. All right. We got. Your fellow friends in the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns. Home friends for sure. Well, I hope they're your friends because we're going to be talking about two guys in there, and their names are Elijah Moore and Denzel Ward. Who is in the weirder situation with those two dudes? Um, I'd probably say Elijah Moore just because you know, he's catching passes from Watson and. There's real pressure. They gave up a second-round pick, real asset for him. He kind of underwhelmed and fell out of favor with the Jets, even though he's shown to be a really talented player who I like. So I'll say that makes it weird. Denzel Ward, I mean, he's just got to live up to the expectations and be a high-level quarter. But I would say I'll say um, Elijah Moore. Complete agreeance there, my friend. I think Elijah Moore, just because of the fact that you did all that just to leave New York, and everything and now look at new york and now look where you're at buddy so you got to ball out yourself because the last year that left new york and went to cleveland did not did not do well <laughs> so uh 
he did end up getting a ring for the Rams, but yeah. Anywho, for yeah. Denzel Ward, I just really would love to see him return back to glory. That's what that really is. Um, all right. Final two here, Colby. Oh, three. Sorry, we got three more. All of them. I know, I was about to say. Um, let's go ahead. Start it up on the next one. All right. All right. So three left. We're gonna go ahead and kick it to the team that probably once again won't be getting as much attention from us unless we're ridiculing them or just completely surprised. It's gonna be the Raiders. All right, Cole. And these guys, uh, these are one of the teams that I was trying to avoid for the longest period of time, obviously on the bottom of the list. Um, but maybe maybe we can find some interesting situations here. Like, I don't know, this dude named Divine Diablo. Uh, that dude just sounds interesting, especially when you have a guy paired up with Marcus Epps and uh, Austin Hooper. So <laughs> who are the three interesting slash weird guys in those ones? This one might be based on name, not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I'll say Epps just because, as I've said, how bad their secondary is. They really need someone to develop and step up there. Um, and they've not held up their end of the bargain so far. A lot of them are young, but still, it's been rough. Um, Austin Hooper, just for still being in the league, he's falling off a cliff. I don't know how much pressure. I mean, the weird part of him is just how bad he fell off after being good in Atlanta and having a few good moments in Cleveland with Baker. It's just a disaster. So low expectations for Hooper. Oh, man. I, I just love it when everyone says, Hoop. So I I, I think uh, for me, it's still going to be Divine Diablo. I mean, come on. And if this dude if this dude goes off in the defensive line, it's, it's over, right? They got all these defensive players. It's the complete. It's over. I mean, that's that's what what that's what the genius of uh, McDaniel's is, right? He's saying, dude, we just have to get genius of McDaniel's. That's your guy now. Oh, do you you saw those air quotes? Did you not see him? I mean, I did, man, I'm not throwing them up fast enough, but um, yeah, definitely some fat air quotes around that, but. Um, based off a of name, definitely Divine Diablo, but would love to uh, see Austin Hooper just do a one resurgence here with Jimmy G. That'd be hype. Be wild. <laughs> That'd be wild. All right, final two. We're gonna go to Denver on this one. Who's in the weirder situation, Colby? Oh, Greg Dolchich, the tight end. For if you didn't know, yeah, <laughs> PS two. Pat Sertan, or the returning running back, Javante Williams. Who is the weirder situation, Colby? Uh, probably Dulcich, just because there's a couple tight ends and you have to play. You're playing with Russell Wilson. You got to deal with his uh, Russell Wilson-ness, um, whatever you want to call that or however you feel about him. So we know there's uh, he does some things that some people might find a little strange. It's not, like, horrible by any means, but, you know. So... I would say because of that, he's going to have to battle for targets with the other tight ends, probably Dulcich, but Sean Payton, and like who knows how they're going to be used, but I'm sure Sean Payton will come up with the best way for it, but I'll just say Dulcich because of that. Love Greg Dulcich, man. Love him, but he is in a weird spot. Got to say it. But for me, it's going to be Javante coming back from his injury. Um, well. Even though PS2 was in the news today, Javante, I think, called him out on some podcasts or interview but uh 
talking about some time when he scored on him. But at the same time, I'm just saying Javante because this <laughs> dude was a beast. Dude was a beast and everything for and he got hurt. I'm again hoping for the bounce back on this one. So I I think it'd be interesting. And if he doesn't do good, you know how the running back market is these days. It's awful. So he can go anywhere at this point. <laughs> so obviously a fan of the weirdness here. Gotta put some running backs on this list. Now you've had some good running backs on here. It's a weird situation. Oh yeah. But nothing, Colby, nothing. Probably as nothing is as weird as what is always going on for the L.A. Chargers. Colby, we agree last season their ending was very Charger fitting. Very That's weird. Charger's ending they could have had. Yep, very Charger's ending. On this one, we're looking at all their acquisitions and one obvious person that we have to talk about here, I feel like. So, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, he's been there, of course, but just putting him in there, and Eric Kendricks, and then the guy that we're throwing in here that has to be talked about, obviously, and I hope I get this one right. Is it Joey Bosa that plays for the Chargers? Yes. There we go. It's going to be Joe. That's who we need to talk about here. Obviously, these guys, Colby, are not your forte. They're on defense. (laughs) But guess what blew the bed when it came to blowing that lead against the Jaguars? It was the defense, probably. And, of course, you can blame the offense. But still. They both had a hand in it, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was about to say. So, and your coach is defensive, by the way, too. Yeah. So, we're going to put the emphasis on this team since your coach is defensive. A little bit more defensive. Colby, who's the weirdo in your eyes? This is a really good one. They are all in weird situations somewhat. I wouldn't put Bosa on there just because his thing has just been injuries. But I'll say J.C. Jackson might be the weirdest guy on this whole list. I mean, he got a huge contract. He was an elite-level all-pro corner for the Pats. And then he was not playing well in this first year of the Vega deal for the Chargers, and then he got a bad season-ending injury. So it is a lot of weird and mystery surrounding Jackson this year. They gave him a huge contract, and he has not lived up to it in year one. Um, obviously, unfortunately, the injury. But see if he can have a big bounce back. But I'd say he's in a weird spot. Man, I can't believe you said Bosa doesn't need to be on this list. I mean, it's weird. They're all weird. The Chargers are just weird. <laughs> that's why I love. That's why you have to save the best for last. Sometimes, Colby, um, Eric Kendricks, man, he's on this just because Vikings player breaking my heart and going to the Chargers. I mean. I'm proud that he's back at home. Hopefully he lives up to it. But Chargers is just a weird spot. Um, Khalil Mack just hasn't really done much since he's been there, in my opinion. He's done, you know, decent things. He's done so- he's been solid. It's Khalil Mack, come on. But Colby. We just hit the bingo board one more time to finish the <laughs> night. It is definitely hey. Jason Jackson. Um, dude was a beast out in New England. So how can you switch that over? to, uh, I don't know, a non-Belichickian defense, and you got paid. So he's in a spot, man. He's in a spot. He's definitely in a spot and is on a team that's known for being in spots. So that, Colby, is our AFC weirdos list. I like that. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. We got a whole NFC one stored up, ready to go for another night. I love it. For tonight's night, 
we got something that we always like to end on, folks, and that is our final thoughts. Colby, please take it away, man. I need some water. All right. So uh, this is my final thought. I don't want to be too get too upset about video game ratings because they're pretty dumb at the end of the day. But I don't know if you've seen floating around on social media. They're saying, Jamal. I don't know if it's, I think it's confirmed. They're saying Jamal Murray is only getting an 84 rating in the new 2K. Uh, He tweeted about it. He's not thrilled. He's rated lower than some players. He's far, far better than, uh, according to what they're saying about the ratings after he just had an all-time run. So just, you know, 2K, the disrespect, giving him some more motivation, second year back for the injury to go for back-to-back. I don't know, man. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't bet against Jamal Murray. The man is just – he's a walking bucket. So that's disrespectful. That's my final thought. <laughs> I need 2K out here creating enemies, man. He always does every year. Um, My final thought is going to be – I always take this to baseball cold. And baseball had a great outing last night. I started the episode with the home run derby. I'm not going to end on it, of course. But right now they're playing the all-star game. And they got four Baltimore Orioles in that game. And God dang, I just want to talk about one man named Felice Felice Batista. This dude is called the Mountain. He is 6'7", 6'8". He is (laughs) huge. I don't know how big he is. I hope he gets the pitch during the All-Star game as we are coming into the closing mid- out innings. Yes, we are in the top of the eighth. So something that I'm about to throw on the TV. But as always, Colby, baseball, it's all right. Basketball, we got through it. It's been the best baseball year. We did it. Oh, yeah. Tonight, like always, Cole, that's some good stuff. Has been some very, very good stuff. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.